Hey, this is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you guys are listening to the BS Podcast Network. My name is Austin. Welcome to the Luke Corp Cinema Podcast. Today I'm joined with Chinqui. I'm reporter George Carmona. Chinqui, I'm reporter Chris Bosch. Holy shit, guys. <laughs> what a film. <laughs> what a film. You guys already know from the title what movie we watched. Uh, I think we should just like jump right into it. But let me start with if you haven't seen the movie yet, which is it could very well could have not seen it yet because at this point of recording, it's like two, two, three days old. Spoiler fucking city yes imagine brock lesnar with suplex city but us with spoilers same amount of damage it hurts the same yeah no we're about to do that shit over and over again it's like brock lesnar at his finest at his finest which was but anyways suplex spoiler city holy i i I don't want to keep saying but holy shit guys let me just start with saying uh well now i know where i got covid from yeah i that's an interesting tie at the end. So I think um, what I want to say off the jump is this movie had to have been made in the last year. Like, oh, absolutely. Started filming probably like January, probably like, you know, the, the pre-production stuff was all through 2019, but I think they hit like the actual filming part in 2019. Cause you get to see the impact of the Rona. Yeah. You see him like at the beginning, everybody's chill and normal. And then halfway through, he's like, why is where is everybody? The streets are empty. Yeah. So I, go ahead, Christian, please. Okay. So big my big worry going into this movie, having seen the first Borat, was is this gonna be that fucking crazy? Like all the shit the 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 camera the hidden camera shit or the reality stuff, the pranks, the you know, just make fun of everything and do it as like you know, salaciously as possible. The movie delivers. And I think in some aspects it goes further than the first one, right? Yes. Yes. And we'll we'll hit all those points because I know what we're gonna mention. It, it, the the um organic content that was produced, brother, that was just all all natural was no insane. Like literally so well thought out, so politically motivated. There's a reason this movie came out two weeks, uh, like a week and a half before the election. Yeah. For sure. For sure they knew <laughs> yeah, what they next, were doing. Next Tuesday is the only... Get out and vote, people. Yeah, I haven't voted yet. Have you guys? No. Wait a minute. I could vote? Yeah. Chris. Sees the 80 YouTube ads for fucking... <laughs> yeah, if you don't know <laughs> now Facebook that you voting. can vote, you can vote also in, in a very aggressive manner. People can look up that you voted, which I mean, I already knew they mm. could do that. I did not know you could do that. When I saw that ad, I was yeah. like, damn. Because now very, people people are going to for real get on people. Like, if you didn't vote, I can see this happening. Yeah. I could see this happening. People get on me. But that's ne- neither here nor there. Um, Get out and vote, goddamn. It even says at the end of the movie, go vote or you will be executed. For a reason. Because they highlight how goddamn racist America is. I, just 
overall just terrible. But holy shit. Let me just start with, I thought Mike Pence was going to be the pinnacle of the movie. Same. The way the trailers came out, I thought that was going to be the very top of the movie. And and that's what the whole thing was like. That was like, what, 45 minutes, an hour into the movie? If even that, maybe like 30 minutes? Yeah. Jump straight into it. Yeah. I, I, I almost thought it was moving a little too fast until I realized, okay, this isn't the main point. I was like, wait a minute. This is like a 45 minute movie. Yeah. And, and the, the trailers definitely made us think that the best prank was going to be Mike Pence, right? He crashes the rally. Um, and like, just to understand what this movie is like the first one, it's one of those things where you have the, you know, pranking unsuspecting people with, with the character of Borat. Right. But then there's like a loose plot. Um, so like there's some filmed scenes like, Oh, and the first one, Borat's a reporter. So he has to go to America to, uh, to learn the ways of America for Kazakhstan's advancement. And this one, the first film was such an embarrassment to Kazakhstan that they like shunned him and sent him to the gulag. Literally. Where he got a lot of skills with his mouth. (laughs) Yes, as he later admits. He has good mouth skills from prison. Anyhow, this movie... Shout out to all our prison listeners. I know you guys can relate. (laughs) Yeah, that's your guys' lives. There's no... We're not making jokes here. If you got a talent, you got to be proud of it. (laughs) Just like Borat. Yeah. Um, okay, so to give a quick synopsis, not not I'm not gonna go into the whole thing. Borat is going to deliver a fucking monkey who's a who's a top TV star and porno star in Kazakhstan. What they say, the minister of culture? I think he's the minister of culture. <laughs> it was like Johnny the monkey. Johnny or something the like monkey. that. And they were gonna he was gonna go take him to Michael Pence so that way Kazakhstan could be with the big boys club. AKA Donald McDonald Trump, uh Putin and uh the Chinese Kim, president. Uh, not oh. China. No, is is Kim Jong-un from North yeah. Korea. Yep. That was the original plan. Then you find out he has a daughter. He's like, I have a non-mill son. <laughs> they portray this whole daughter thing as crazy. And the daughter, I think, um, shout out to that chick. I didn't even get her name. Oh, uh, let, me, let me look. Name. Let me look. Go ahead she and did do that great. while I go on a little rant here about how she carries this movie. You don't get as much Borat as you do in Borat 1, which can deter some people but when you do get borat it's fucking good yes because you're craving him you know what i mean everyone everyone's waiting for that you know classic sasha bear cohen one-liner that like shocks people but this chick absolutely did a phenomenal job and she's hot she's also 15 she's not well well, not really in the movie she is she's really not 15 well geez look her up now now i'm gonna catch a case uh, oh. Oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, no. No, she's no. Okay. Give me the song. Maria, oh, Maria Bakalova. Baklava? She, ba- maybe. Bakalova? Baklava? Is that how he's. Is that, I am very insensitive and I apologize. Baklava. You can't be racist okay, against your So she's never had baklava? Either one of you guys? No. No. What kind of food is it? It's a Greek dessert. It's like a sweet, like, pastry thing. It's like really, um, it's like layered dough. Uh, I want you know how would I how else would I describe it? Really sweet though, delicious. If you ever have the chance to get baklava, try it. It's it's a sweet treat. So she was born in 1996, so she's a year older than me. Oh, perfect! No, she is she, steaming hot. <laughs> <laughs> so that that makes the scene with Giuliani a little less 
bad. Kinda. Kinda. Unless they told him like, she, she on was a technicality. But but we'll get there, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like for all intents and purposes, I hope that they had told him that she was fifteen, that way he could like you know go away. But anyways, uh, she did a fucking great job in this movie. So she plays that the Inkazik, you know, um, how women are treated there at the beginning. She's like freaking. She has a rope around her neck. She's in like this hay bale. She's thing. in. A, she's in like a fucking like uh like a like a little like. What uh, like a coop, but for like a like a fucking pig or something. But yeah, she's like in a chicken shack. I want to tie this in. I think they were trying to tie together something with Wally. I don't know if you guys remember Wally's first scene, like where he puts like the VCR in to watch that one. Like it's like the Mary Poppins yeah, movie. Yeah, and it's Cinderella, but with Trump and Melania. Yeah, hers is Tr- Melania. This princess, well, not a princess. She's like a poor girl from like this Slovak, Slovenia, Slovenia, and you know she's like, which hoping, I believe Melania really is from. Yeah, no, they definitely hit that storyline perfectly. Um, but I tied together like a wa- that Wally scene, like literally where he's playing the movie at the beginning, and like dreaming of what the future is going to be like, and she's watching this whole fairy tale play out in front of her, just like the way she wants to. Because Melania's goal in this cartoon is to marry a rich white man which then you know kind of advances us to from them going to Kazakh to the americas originally to deliver johnny the monkey uh quick interruption so she has a very extensive filmography uh she was in a movie with harrison ford really what movie uh the father never saw anyways it. so she's from bulgaria and what was her name it was like T- tutor was that uh, it? Yeah, tutor in in mm-hmm. the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, let me see. It'll tell me right here. Tom Hanks is listed in it too. <laughs> well, yeah, he plays end. a crucial role. <laughs> he's at the very end. In oh, the explanation fuck. of COVID. <laughs> okay. So fucking Kazakh government sends Borat to deliver a monkey. The girl the his daughter eats the monkey. So she's like, ah shit, I have to give my daughter to Mike Pence now as a gift. So, you know, because Kazakhstan's a decline, we got to get on the good side. So they state something very important at the beginning of the movie. He's like, ah, you know, because first movie people recognize now. So he has to use disguises. But they do show him getting like shown in the street, like people recognizing him out in the fucking world. That was the organic content. That was right off the jump. Yeah. Right off. They're like, my never bought it. He's like, no, not me. He puts a bag over his head, almost gets ran over. People are just mobbing him to get his uh, autograph because everybody saw Borat one, you know, oh, Sasha Baron a great movie, hilarious character. So they're just painting to the audience. Hey, look, things are different now. It's not so easy to just do a Borat skit. So, A, we have his daughter. You know, the character's daughter to kind of like be part of the plot. And so it's not so obvious what they're doing. And he also uses disguises throughout the movie. Which are just hilarious each time. What's your guys' favorite name that he uses? Because he uses different aliases. Uh, I'll start with mine. Uh, mine was, I think he walks into the, the, this bakery and he calls himself John Chevrolet. It's like, hello, my name <laughs> is John Chevrolet. Like, he uses the whitest name possible. Oh, mine. Was, uh, okay, okay. So he, he go, they go to this ball, right? Um, so to, to teach Tutor, the daughter, to be proper, and he s- tells, and these are like really dressed up people, he says, her name is uh, 
Sarah Sa- Jessica Sandra Jessica Parker Sandra Jessica Parker Drummond <laughs> yeah and then he's uh Professor Philip Professor Philip Drummond the <laughs> third okay each new disguise is a new made up American name from the from the perspective of, of a, a Kazakhstan person not to interrupt um here in North America, preferably Las Vegas, Nevada, with this Clark County School District, the education is not top notch. Nothing against you, George. No, it's personal. <laughs> are That's you the, a jab. Are you the Michael Jordan meme? Oh. And I took that person. Oh. Stop. Get anyway, some help. Please stop it. No, okay. Continue with Anyways. how we're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> there we go again. Uh, uh, so geography is not something that i am well versed in but uh i i really did not think kazakhstan was real because of how fucked up borat is until i watched uh the latest ufc fight and there was a dude from kazakhstan beating the fuck out of another dude very nice very nice and i was like all right i gotta eat my own fucking words because i don't know what the hell i'm talking about anymore so sorry i apologize christian hate me to interrupt you but uh Kazakhstan's a real place. Uh, don't Austin to never me. watched the Olympics growing up. He never watched the flag ceremony. I only to know watch the countries. Olympics to see who's going to win wrestling. That's it. And it's usually just Russia or America. Yeah, they wrestle bears out there in Russia. Yeah, and thank God they finally retired. Anyways, this isn't a sports body. That is true. We got to get back to the freaking juicy parts from board. So I, I think, you know, we're going into this whole synopsis thing. I want to just give like one big takeaway of mine that it separates the film right from the first one and it's that they really limit the organic content and but the organic content when it is presented is enormously game-changing to the plot it's such a huge lead-up it's everything that you could uh imagine what a borat skit would be like right when he did like the rodeo and sang the national anthem he's really got the the crowd by the balls they do this by having this storyline of trying to deliver his daughter to people. And it, it, I will say it does limit the organic content, which can deter some people that thoroughly love that from the first one. But like you said earlier, it's tougher now. You know, they had to go with all this disguises. And like I said at the beginning, they were freaking filming this thing during the pandemic. Like, I can only imagine the, the limitations that that put on you know, them truly doing all the content they wanted. Right now, everyone's like Christian and Austin are watching Borat <laughs> behind me right now. So like they're looking towards me, but then they're watching the movie at the same time. I don't blame them though. Okay. A, okay. okay. Oh, it's yeah. The baby that's scene. why I was laughing. This okay. is, this is, this is my, one of my favorite scenes is right after this. So he buys his daughter a cupcake. Cause apparently women aren't supposed, aren't allowed to have cake in Kazakhstan. Any treat. And he treats. So he goes, okay, this will be a little secret. And he gives it to her. And there's like a baby on top. It's supposed to be like a like a baby shower kind of thing. It's like a blue cupcake with a little baby on it. And she starts like eating it because she's never had anything like that before in her life. And she eats the fucking plastic baby. And she's like, oh. And then they take her to a and they're in the south, mind you. They take her to a women's health center. It's not a doctor they're talking to. It has like it has like sir uh, like reverend or something in his last name it's a christian like planned parenthood type clinic yes it's one of those for lack of a better it's one term of those fa- so i know we we have some here that are like legit clinics and there will be so there's one um that i know of that's here and if you go to it it's like in a back alley so you guys can't see it so say <laughs> and then a guy comes out with a with a shop vacuum oh my 
That's what it sounds like you're describing. No, no, no. So it's like a legit, like it's off a major road. I think it's off Charleston. You turn into this like gated area. It's a business center. There's businesses there. It's all the way, as soon as you turn right into this little like plaza thing, it's all the way back and in the right. But to the left, there's another health center. There's a bunch of people holding signs that says like, you'll go to hell and Jesus doesn't make mistakes. So they end up, they end up going to like that place. Do you ever wonder if there's like, like those people that go out there and they protest, um, like abortion clinics that like, there's like a, a schedule. There's like a boss. There is. And they set up like a schedule. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot you worked for political. Well, I did, but we didn't do shit like that. But I guarantee you, like through their churches, they're probably like, all right, we need volunteers to go tell them that killing babies is bad. No, because like, so I, I'll tie it to this weekend. I saw people protesting our governor, Sisolak, like on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, you mean on Twitter? <laughs> no, no, this was actually <laughs> yeah, a person with a blowhorn, right? They they had spray painted a big white sheet that said, you know, recall Sisolak or whatever. They're just and mad. I'm like, I'm looking at them and I'm like, you know, like, I guess they can sleep better at night knowing that they said like what they had to say. But like, for me, I'm a person who was like, if you have that feeling or that thought, me making a goddamn sign, isn't going to influence you whatsoever. No. And that's the thing. And like, I feel like Borat points a lot of those, like what you're doing isn't affecting anything. Like if anything, you're making it worse. Poor Sisolak, dude. not to get political on this episode, poor Sisolak. Like I had to unfollow him on Twitter. Cause he'll be like, Wow, I'm really glad we're helping this unemployment chain. They're like, fuck you, Sisolak. It's like, all right, um, that's enough Twitter for today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that takes two seconds. But um, going back to that scene, though, Borat and his daughter are in the clinic. And she's like, can you take baby out of me? And he's like, no, God put that there and God doesn't make mistakes. And so Borat goes on and he's like, uh, so I, get, I put the baby in her. I'm really bad. And he smacks his hand like he's punishing himself. And he's like, we did it. That's why I gave it to her in back alley. And I told her, and, and she goes, dad told me, uh, or she calls him daddy. Like, daddy told me it'd be our little secret. And he's like, and so the, the pastor's like, okay, first of all, we gotta stop calling her your daughter. Is this your dad? Yes. Is this your daughter? Yes. He's like, he's like, you never do this to your daughter? And like, the pastor's getting so uncomfortable. Like, okay, we can't change how we got here. We're here, though. He's like, he's like, I, I don't care about what happened leading up to here. We're here in this moment. So he's like, God doesn't make mistakes. So instead of getting, you know, the abortion, because it's probably what they think they need, they go to like a trucker gas station. And he's like, push the baby out. And she's like pooping in like a men's gas, like truck stop, truck stop bathroom. Oof. And that's a legit like interaction. That's organic content right there. This is George, fav- George's favorite part right here. Oh, With my the guy gosh. and his daughter. So, yeah, like throughout it, I mean, so, Chris, what was your big takeaway? Because I know I I pointed out, like, I highlighted the difference a little bit. Like, coming into this, we didn't really speak much. We came right from downstairs to upstairs. We want, we wanted to hold our thoughts in. So, like, what was your biggest takeaway from all this? Okay. So, obviously, this movie is, like, political. But for the most part, it's just, like, holding, like, a mirror up to the whole fucking thing. It's not, like, it's not making too many statements. It's just say, hey, this is what's out there. Okay, we're just the guys holding the camera. They were not afraid to parody everything. And I mean, really everything. Like, at one point, Borat goes into a synagogue because in Kazakhstan, they're anti-Semitic, right? (laughs) And and he's like, whatever, for plot reasons, whatever. We're not going to do the whole spiel. And dressed up like like a comical Jew, like a stereotype with a big nose. 
and he has a little marionette with a look like Freddy Krueger to me for a second. He had a little marionette that sit that says Which media. Com, Freddy Krueger. It had it said media. Yeah, like oh, the Jews control the media. I wasn't sure what it said on his he little puppet. And he goes, "Nice weather, we're controlling it." <laughs> yeah, he says he says to to Jewish people in the synagogue, "Oh, nice weather, we're controlling." You know, like 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 he's like the typical anti-Semitic believes all these myths, and um, you know, it, it's never afraid to just totally like put it in your face about every every like terrible shitty thing that's going on uh coronavirus right which well you know that's a big thing ba- basically everything is up to be made fun of in this movie and it fucking does it with flying fucking colors yes i like how you said it held a mirror up to it that's so true it was not they definitely so they didn't have to reach to yeah. show how fucked things are they just literally just pointed a camera at it and borat kind of poked it a little bit and they were like oh guess what this is how it really is they okay but i will say i will say there was not a much of an effort to highlight anything like radical from like the left side or like the democratic side of you they really hone in what's because he's the more super, conservative side i mean so borat is kind of like his personal project kind of thing and he's very left oh i you so he's just trying, that I but i do that. think it's funny though that like people from the left are already going to be like oh my god he's making fun of jews yeah. yeah, which like misses the point yeah, entirely. Like, he could have got on your guys' ass hard, you know, if he wanted to. But. Oh, yeah, he could have easily. And I think I saw something. It was like, if you're laughing or if you're mad at satire comedy, you're the reason why it's funny. That's the truth. Yeah. And it's like hose mad across the board, right? Hose mad. <laughs> and, and to what George was saying, the only thing that I somewhat disagree with in this film is that, which we know. Sasha Baracon and he's left right and it's obviously exposing like a more liberal truth and pretty much all the shit in this movie is fucking true all this because we we could see it's like reality he <laughs> these aren't all just bullshit he's kind of doing like a straw man thing to the yes. right the the Disney cartoons with Trump and Melania um the the fake alt-right rednecks that he stays with in the lodge they're searching up uh QAnon right which is like an alt-right boogeyman type symbol and like at the end when they do the running of the american the the guy has not only a maga hat but he also has the the okay alt-right symbol which up. isn't an alt-right symbol people just threw it at that do you guys remember doing that in middle school i fucking did this when i hit a three-pointer i've done this when i'm representing yeah, it, it smoking like, weed i mean I've, I've also done this to get that neck oh self-serve got me <laughs> Yeah, it's bullshit. It meant good shit. Like, oh, or 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 the funny one is loose butthole. Because when you hold it, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, workaholics, workaholics. That is true. Look, look, look. When you hold it like this and you close the circle, it's tight butthole. That means good. When it's open like this, it's loose butthole. Bad. Apparently, it's a thing in the army too. On on the Joe Rogan podcast, like the when he was first in Texas, he had a uh, Tim Kennedy on, and Tim Kennedy's like, dude, this means like I, I want to say it was like it either means like a dick or a butthole, and you have to like plug it. So they had all these people at West Point. It was a game. It wasn't like a racial thing. There was a game they would play. So you have all these people holding up buttholes at West Point graduation. He's like, you're telling me this thing we did in Ranger School is now at West Point and people think it's a racial thing? My, uh, one of my students does that all the time, Johnny. He, oh, he, yeah, the little circle game, right? Mr. Carmona. I'm like, Johnny, quit showing me your butthole. 
And then that's how, that's the only way I got him to stop doing it. You're like, whoa. Because like, at Strategy. first, because no, he got hella embarrassed by it. You know what I mean? Like I said, stop, show me your butthole. Because you called him and out. And he's like, really, Mr. Carmona? You're going to go there with that? Really? And then he'd never do it again. You should be like, that's, you know, it's so funny. You should be like, you know where I went to prison? Swainston. San Quentin, motherfucker. <laughs> San Quentin. You would not last there, George. Guantanamo Bay. You're big, but you're a teddy bear. Yeah, no, I would, I would get plowed through in, in prison. <laughs> I mean, you learn many trick. I would try to, you know, use my smarts to to stay out of those situations. Did your smarts include your mouth? Um, no, I that's last resort. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You got a plan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait. I thought usually they make you use your mouth first. Well, well. Oh. I mean, Chris, have you been to prison? No, I'll say that I haven't. I've just seen a lot of cool videos. <laughs> There's some TV shows about it. Uh, so to to kind of just talk about the Pence point, the Pence point, the Pence thing was it's kind of like the Pamela Anderson thing. He gets escorted out, but he walks into the conference in a KKK costume. Yes, and he 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 puts like his hand up. He goes hello. He did this to get past. Oh, well, he didn't even need to get past he did, security. He did it to blend in. Yeah, to blend in. Yeah, he. Oh, it's so so. Good. Well, like it kind of plays to the thing I said earlier. I still thought it was hilarious. He's like, oh, we got to get into the Republican event. How will I blend in? He doesn't know better. He's from Kazakhstan. He says, we'll put a KKK outfit on. And, you know, he gets through. And um, this is him offering his daughter to Mike Pence. So he goes to the bathroom, puts a Trump costume on, right? Gets like a little fat suit. Uh, he puts a suit on. He puts on a Trump mask. Pretty spot on mask too. It like looked this pretty looked good. Realistic oh, yeah. as hell. I, I, I want to say maybe they had somebody professionally make that for Franny. Did you do that? That's that Amazon money. Franny, did you do that? You, I know you're listening to this, Franny. Did you make that mask for Borat? He probably didn't see that Craigslist ad. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I died. <laughs> Anyways, the pen, like I said, the pen thing I thought was going to be a much bigger thing than it was. It was like two, so, three minutes, and it was over. What was your biggest takeaway? Like. Fresh off that Borat's back, baby. That's the first thing. Uh, I don't know. I just I was more living in the moment. I wasn't looking for big takeaways. I was just living from from scene to scene. And God, was I. Do you want to talk about maybe our favorite like skits or our funniest <sighs> moments real quick? I think what yeah, we need to talk about. I would like to. I think what we need to talk about as responsible adults is the scene with uh, Giuliani. Okay. okay. That's the most controversial <laughs> thing going on right now. Uh, as of recording this, it is Monday. This movie came out Friday. Right, Friday. So it's still very fresh. But people have already seen it. And uh, everyone's like, mm. Yeah, how could you not be? So Rudy Giuliani, yeah. a little background, is Trump's lawyer. He's been Trump's lawyer since the jump. The, you know, the whole Russia hoax. Like, literally from the start of Trump's presidency and probably even before that. Got a good tight relationship. Him and, uh, tight. Him and Trump tight butthole very tight butthole in that one um so yeah they it, we thought that the whole lead up was going to be pence it ends up being rudy giuliani which i 10 times better for what happened correct correct so they they he's trying to the the daughter is still trying to sell herself or get herself to marry a rich old white man so that borat doesn't get executed because once johnny the monkey was killed and he couldn't deliver that to Pence, and then 
the whole Pence rally thing didn't work. They they had, he was faxing. He went to a fax place. Yes, and was faxing back and forth. This is the plot line. This isn't necessarily real. I yeah. think I think this might have been one of the stage parts. But he's faxing back and forth at a public fax place with his uh his prime minister, and he was giving like, him updates. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm going to split you in half with two cows." In the most, in like the weirdest explanation possible. Um, and he makes the guy read it all. But yeah, so then it finally, like they finally come up with this plan. Like, okay, it's not any one of these other Trump people that it's close with because all those guys were in prison, but Rudy Giuliani isn't in prison. So we can try to sell the daughter to Rudy Giuliani. Well, he wasn't in cell, he was in Gifter. Gifter, yes. yes. To, to, create, to create better relations between Kazakhstan and America. I think it would have worked too. I think it would work. They were very close to sealing the deal there. They know so, how to play that game. So this is where I, I would like to just think about the whole background thing and how you guys would go about setting this up. You can't just fucking talk to Trump's lawyer and get an interview in a hotel room unless you have a excellent backstory. Well, what do you guys think that well, was? Well, she it shows it because remember, at, and this was in the news when Borat did that very racist song at that rally. She was a news reporter for like an independent outlet. So it was it was a, a Republican independent yeah, a Republican outlet. independent outlet because so, she was there to report about the our our free our rights march, and so she called she showed I don't know if this is how they really did it but they showed her calling and they go hi yes uh, I'm so and so with uh, the you know X and Y uh, reporting place I would like to interview your boss. So I I'm pretty sure that's how they did it. Damn. I mean, yeah, but you have, they had to have covered it up. You know, it's like, what if it was like that demo tape like thing? They're like, okay, send me your background information. And they were just like, all right, fuck it. This chick's hot. So let's just let her in. Oh yeah. Rudy was probably like, give her to me. Okay. That was a very important part of the setup. So uh, Borat's daughter is now being a reporter. Like she, she says, uh, fuck you, dad. I'm she gonna- learns that women can re- be reporters. Yes. Yes. Kazakhstan is very is portrayed not real life it's being portrayed here as well i mean i don't know i haven't been there it's being portrayed in this film yeah walking on those eggshells it's being portrayed in this film as like Bora is very uh misogynistic and like to where his daughter even has a book of like propaganda saying like women can't drive we you know women can't touch themselves they can't read they can't touch <laughs> it's themselves. a book i'll just dive right in they fucking the the tooth vagina. I actually saw a movie on that. It was called Vagina Dentata. It was on Netflix. <laughs> That's uh, the next movie we're watching. <laughs> crazy, crazy film. Shit's just snapping off dicks with her vagina teeth. Moving past. That's Dear what that God. book was about. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what they show in, in this world of Kazakhstan. In, in the movie world of Kazakhstan. Yes. So yeah, she, she figures out that was, you know, it was all propaganda. That was a lie. Women can do things. She becomes a reporter. She bags an interview with Rudy Giuliani, which was set up by the production team, which like hats off to them. That's fucking hard to do. Right. And she she's her character is 15 years old in real life. She's older. Okay. She's our age. Yeah. But she's posing as 15 years old. Okay. And they get her all dolled up for the interview. And, you know, she's doing the interview and she's, you know, like laughing and, you know, touching Rudy. Giuliani's knee and you know like drinking uh, yeah drinking, drinking yes they're drinking. having some uh some, been some whiskey some liquor he's probably too fancy for whiskey only pure people 
scotch. My bad. Fucking 15 year aged. He probably had like Sprite in there and he just. <laughs> little food coloring. Little food so, coloring. Yeah. Just a complete like, holy crap. This is going nowhere good fast. And so I like the way. So like Chris said, getting all dolled up. Borat's trying to run in and save her because he realizes that he doesn't want her to, you know, go through with this. Um, because he he eventually realized like this is like that that climax moment where he loves his daughter. I need her to not, you know, go have sex with Rudy Giuliani. So he's like running through the hotel trying to get up to the room, and then they cut to the interview. And it's like, dude, it's the spiciest buildup. Oh, it's so and good. it's super intimate because I think it's just two cameras. There's no cameramen. It's just two cameras, her and Rudy. Yep. And she's like, I, and like he comes in and like he's wearing another disguise. He's a sound guy. He's like, he eventually gets in, right? He eventually, <laughs> Borat eventually gets to the room. Granted, uh, can we just talk about, he had to put a mask on to get to go into the hotel. He puts his fucking underwear. Over his head. <laughs> over his head. Over No, like over just his nose and his mouth. And runs up and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? You can't go up there. And he's like, I need to go upstairs. The time running out. So time's running out. Tick, 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 tick. Another shot of the daughter in there with Rudy Giuliani asking like she was asking basic questions about coronavirus and stuff to really play it off that you know this is a legitimate interview you know um gives rudy giuliani a little fucking softball question of shit on china like you know shit like that yeah like she's she's definitely playing the you know i'm a republican independent (laughs) reporter oh you know oh it was obama's fault china virus blah 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 and then uh, Borat comes in in disguise pretending to be a sound guy to break it up they shoo him away and then sh- she tells Rudy oh you know let's drink these in the in the bedroom right oh yeah dun dun and he instantly sits on the bed at least the camera angle that they cut to is him sitting on the bed and uh, granted you should all know this is an explicit show from the this is I think episode number 20 now but yeah. take it or leave it that's what the show's about. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it literally. He's sitting on the bed and she's reaching like right in front of like his crotch region. She definitely like so like he's in a suit. Yeah. She untucks his like dress shirt. Yeah. Like, and then he's like his excuse cuz he's already come under fire for this is that he's tucking his shirt. In. You could see that, but you could also very 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 well see that he was reaching way farther than to tuck into his shirt. Okay, so just for a fair order of events, he sits down. She helps him with his mic, and then I don't know if she's untucking like the wire part of the mic from his shirt or just untucking part of his shirt. It's one or the other. But it's not. But you explicit. can't see. It's from it's from behind him. But you see her reaching yes. in that area, and he puts his hand on like her lower back. Yeah, and and she doesn't reach into his pants. Just kind of untucks his shirt a as little. As far as we could see. Yes, and she walks off. And he like lays down and reaches like down into his pants like he's like not just playing with us, not just fucking with his shirt to me. So, yeah, I, I definitely was like, he's reaching way down there. The trick is, and you know, my dad always does. I think it's just like an old person thing. He whenever you dress up like in a dress shirt like that, he tucks his shirt into his underwear. And I've done that before. It's so, like in order to like really get your shirt off you kind of got to dig in there Chafiel. because so like 
there's no way that guy wasn't going to play through with that. And I think for the sake of not only Rudy Giuliani's career, but the sake that this movie even coming out, that goes any further, that goes 10 seconds further. Like, who knows what would have happened? Yeah, this movie wouldn't have been released or they wouldn't have shown that that piece. Oh, I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen would have fought for that. He'd have been like, no, 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 we're showing that. Well, yeah, they probably would have showed a little bit more of the lead up. Mm hmm. But they uh, did make sure to cut it off. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Like he's digging in his fucking pants and then. Okay. Doing whatever. Either he's untucking his shirt. He could be untucking his shirt. He could be getting his little fucking buddy ready. Who fucking knows? (laughs) Okay. Wake up, little buddy. Come on. He is old. He's fucking old. That debate aside, then right there before anything else happens. Or at bust in the room and he's in a fucking like bikini like a lingerie thing. top and yeah. he's like she's too young. she's too old for you she's 15 yeah so he's like oh i'm gonna save my daughter by offering myself to rudy he's in lingerie <laughs> he goes, he goes, he's my in back fucking pussy is much tighter don't <laughs> put it in her news put it in mine much tighter no he says back pussy he does he says he says both and then she she retorts no my front pussy much better <laughs> oh my i missed that oh shit yes <laughs> And then meanwhile, I can only imagine Giuliani's like, oh, fuck, this is Borat. Like, because he doesn't know it's Borat up until that point. Well, I don't even think it's I don't even think he knows it's Borat. I think he's just so like shell shocked because he's you see him leave and he goes, who is this guy? And his security like escorts him out. Yep. Um, Not to get. Political. If I was Rudy Giuliani and I really wanted to care about my my reputation and shit, I wouldn't have even gone into the bedroom just to drink. That should have been the first one. I get okay. it. <laughs> George, is, George is getting over is getting all uh, look, look, worked uh, up over here. A detail that I want to point out, which doesn't necessarily point one way or the other, is that when Borat busts in the room, when they seem to be alone, and he's laying on the bed doing whatever he's doing in his pants, he fucking jumps. Rudy, he does jump up. Rudy jumps. Go ahead. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, we're, he's going to pull up that whether, scene right whether now. Whether that casts suspicion or not, that's how things played out. All right, we're watching it. Okay, they're going back to the room now. Yes. So Rudy, He has his hands on her a lot, though. Handsy little mofo. He, he takes off her mic piece, I think. Yeah, that's what he does. And But he put, like, in... Okay, so he just taps her on the lower back, but that's still a little like. Uh. She's pulling on his shirt, though. That's his entire shirt. But uh, again, okay, though, that's that his scene, mic pack. Yeah, he, that's she his takes mic. his mic pack. So Borat just ran in and goes, and he goes, "Why are you dressed like this?" Oh my gosh, like I can only imagine your whole political career just flashing before your eyes. Not, well, he's not even a politician, but as a lawyer. Your fucking freedom. Like in the real world, not in prison. I mean, granted, he'd probably go to a fucking camp, but. No, he'd go to. He, those rich lawyers always find a way to fucking do prison from their house or whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. Camp. Camp is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? No, so re watching that. Yeah. He's fucking getting his little buddy ready. He's getting his little, he's. So here's, here's, I feel 
less. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say it that way. I feel better that she's not fifteen, because I would feel absolutely horrible if a fifteen-year-old was in that situation. She's our age. She's an adult, but also, I. Uh, it's just like, and. and Given whether you think this makes it better or worse, she did not bring up her age in the conversation to him. But it was, as far as we see, it was never asked. Well, they I think they know? just cut to them sitting in the chairs. We didn't yes. see an introduction. He could have been like, oh, hey, how are you? And then he could have been, how old are you? Yeah, I'm sure that did not come up at all. These <sighs> guys, so I don't know if you, have you guys ever watched the show um, House of Cards? No, I want to. I've heard it so fucking good. No, but speaking of, Kevin Spacey. Oh, <laughs> okay. Not to we'll, go we'll too get far. There. Christian, Christian, just Pre- talk about yeah, it. Yeah, go pedo just, reference. Just okay, pedo just get alert, it out. Pedo alert. All right. So at the end of the movie, basically for reasons plot related, Kazakhstan we'll get gets becomes like really nice and democratic. Like well, they become a feminist nation. Yeah, they become feminist. Like no more misogynist laws and stuff. And so, so, so Borat says because of that, you know, now they only. They don't they, they don't send they don't give away their girls. Now they're mailing out grooms. So young boys in suits. And it's like a it's like a pallet of like a half a dozen boys. Probably like eleven or twelve in suits. And the little the 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 ordering the, the mailing label says to K Spacey. <laughs> in to Cal- Kevin Spacey. In like Los Angeles, California. That was a good like Easter egg if you didn't oh, yeah. catch it. So I'll I'll jump in with my little House of Cards thing. Yes, please do. So, um, speaking of Kevin Spacey, right? So he, him in this role, he's a politician. But there's uh, there's that love interest with a reporter, and you get to really see that, like, and and, and people say House of Cards resembles what goes on in that White House and what goes on in Washington D.C. really well, where it's it's a it's just a politically driven world, man, and. Um, there's a whole bunch of cheating going on. You know, none of these politicians are faithful. Um, they they honestly don't give a fuck. Like, they're a whole bunch well, of they're old on men. top of the world. Yeah, they're a whole bunch of men that have as much money as they need. You know, their their families are taken care of. Their wives are freaking shopping every day, so they're not going to say anything. And you have a guy like this in an interview, a couple of drinks in, in a hotel room, like nobody around. And he he went to go take his opportunity. And wow, I think um, I, I don't I, I have yet to go on Twitter to see what the repercussions of all this is, because I, I wanted to speculate first. I think this dude's going to fucking court or something on possibly. Is he, though? I mean, with the rest of everything going okay. on, are they really going to. Was it technically because technically she was not uh underage and technically he didn't make any advances that were like he, he didn't like violate her yeah True. he could have even claimed like hey i was baited in this situation masturbated <laughs> yes uh, you know well, when we see you know the director's cut maybe you know some like extra things will come out maybe some anus play that sasha we baron, didn't see sasha oh, baron yeah. comes in during this part he goes this man is terrible i let me show you why it's not even Borat talking. It's Sasha Baron Cohen. So yeah, no, he um, boy, oh boy, I'm I sure w- this is exactly what Trump needed right before the, his election. I know it's not going to change anything, but my God, 
does it make that dude look horrible oh yeah and i don't i mean i for myself i don't know if you guys know i was fucking anxious that entire scene i was uncomfortable i was like because i i had heard on twitter i hadn't seen the scene i'd heard on twitter and i was like and then it came up and i was like oh i was literally pacing in george's living room yeah i was like what the fuck it was an intense fucking buildup. And up until scene. you guys heard on the podcast when I looked it up, I thought she was legit. So, do, do we want to go over the twist? Yes. I mean, I kind of gave it away in the beginning of the episode, but yes. George, or uh, Christian, please. Okay. So, it seems that Borat failed his mission, okay? He goes back to Kazakhstan to the, you know, the government building where the guy who sent him out to do this is there he said you know he said earlier over fact machine um he said you're gonna get executed because you fucked up then he said oh then he you know the daughter points to this like like a smorgasbord or like a sandwich board that's what that stuff's called smorgasbord like charlie and smorgasbord charlie and fucking always sunny yeah pepe sylvia but uh it, and it, it says the plan, the, the government's plan, Kazakhstan's plan. Um, one, oh, it was called Revenge for a uh, Movie, right? Revenge for the First Movie. Yeah. Because um, it was like a national embarrassment. One, manufacture a virus. Um, then it was like step two, spread it into America by injecting the reporter. And, well, well, they said... Uh- uh, patient zero candidates, and they had uh, they had his uh, Azamat, the the guy that went with him last night, which got turned into a chair, and you see his little chub dick that he's sitting on at the beginning of the movie. Uh, they had a bunch of people, and then they circled Borat as like patient zero, and they they show him being injected with it from earlier in the film. Yes, so the bombshell was, which is like crazy. For, like we didn't go over a lot of the plot of the nitty gritty, but like the plot was. The plot in the organic content where like you like have real film reactions, it's so seamlessly done, mind you, in this movie. So you're super invested in the plot at that point, and you think it's over. Here's the twist. He wasn't supposed to give a president or a present to Mike Pence. No, no, no. This this wasn't to re- restore Kazakhstan. This was to get revenge. Borat was injected with a virus to go spread it to America. And then it then after the realization, it cuts to a clip of all the people he greeted, where he does the thing where he does the, the face kiss on either side of their face, like the European the and you know, all up in people's faces, uh, coughing on people, not doing social distancing. And so it's like, oh, it was they are the ones who invented the coronavirus. It ties together the narrative. So perfect. So Franny, uh, I know you're listening to this. He was on our second or third episode that we did where we interviewed him as a special effects artist he was texting me because he unfortunately has COVID-19 he seems to be doing well he's in good spirits because we were just talking about this movie but he said god damn it we got COVID from Borat <laughs> he was like I knew it and he messaged me he was like like, how do you feel now knowing that Borat gave you COVID and I was like I don't know I don't know man a little in between on it I, I'm, I'm sad that it had to have been Borat to, to do this to us <laughs> Trump's been getting it wrong this whole time, blaming it oh, on and China. So we're, we just watched the ending of the movie, uh, and the so because they became like a, a 
a feminist nation. They also like Borat also has a uh, an iPhone that he somehow managed to buy for thirty dollars from this guy. Can we please talk about that scene with the phone? It was like one of the first few scenes in the movie. Organic content here. Organic content because that dude was uncomfortable. George, you want to you want to explain oh, that one? Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes to America. It's right after he starts getting noticed by everybody, and he starts realizing like Americans obsessed with phone calculators. And no, like, just yeah, calculator, just calculator <laughs> right? He he thinks that everybody's just fucking around with calculators, and so he's like, I must go get myself electronic abacus. <laughs> goes into this fucking store and i don't know me and austin were like kind of blown away too and the dude was like you yeah, know you could get this iphone for 30 dollars here and, and it didn't it, look like a metro or it was like some like podunk like mom pa owns and it had siri uh, electronics on it. are us it had siri and facetime so it has to be somewhat new yeah like within the last like four or five generations well i think it was just like one of those payment plan type things maybe probably, probably. maybe um but so he he starts learning how to use like you know the phone because i i mean he thought it was a fucking calculator until he got in there. And then so he this dude's showing him FaceTime. And so he's talking to the guy on FaceTime. And then whenever the other guy, um, the, the main guy who's selling him the phone starts talking to him, like not on the phone. He tells the phone guy, mm, be quiet. I'm talking to Brian now. He's like, no, no, no. That's me on the phone. And he's like, Brian, be quiet. I talk to Brian on the phone now. <laughs> like, he just keeps going back and forth. And it's so fucking, it's so hilarious. And then he learns how to um, search. He learns how to search things, right? And so he's searching. Um, spit roast for dinner. Yes. And then cream pie for dessert. He types it all in in the same search bar, just thinking like, oh, if I type in exactly what I want, it's going to show me where what restaurant to go to. And then obviously spit roast cream pie pulls will, up porn hub. We'll take you straight to the hub. And, um, and then he was, bl- Borat was like blown away. Like mm, naked women. Like he's like, <laughs> he's like, I must go to toilet now and you stay here. And then like, he goes to the bathroom, searches. But he's still like, he's still like the phone connected. is casting to the TV. That's yes. in the shop. So that's yes. how you see that he's looking at this because, he shows him, he goes, yeah, you can search stuff on here. He goes, oh, okay, I didn't. Wawawiwa. <laughs> Wawawiwa. And then he goes to the bathroom. And what, what is he searching on there? He searched uh, Paul African woman. No, it was the other. I think it was like, it was like Big Afri- African woman and tall white man. Tall white man. And it's just like a girl getting clapped. Just <laughs> it's blurred, but she's getting clapped. And he's like, I think he's getting the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, he's like I, the, the dude, right? Awkward as shit. His palms probably sweating in there. You know, it's like, like, there's a ca- actual camera guy at this. That legit organic content again. And this dude's like, yeah, I think he gets it. And then that was like the last scene because I'm sure as soon as he's, as he said that, he's like, all right, we're turning this until the end of the movie. There was something else at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, because it? at the end of the movie, he goes and confronts the prime minister. He goes, wait, that was planned. And he goes, yes, you were always planned. And he goes, Hold on. And he brings up and he, he like has Brian in the phone. He goes there. He's their chief. Uh, what did he call him? The, the, uh, the expert of American expert of technology yeah. or something <laughs> like that. He goes, hi, I did this not is, remember he goes, that. Hi, this is Brian. I've recorded you talking. And he goes, what will it take for you to keep mouth shut? And that's how they get like the feminist country of Kazakhstan. That is true. All because that fucking FaceTime guy. <laughs> which, which the scenes with his prime minister are like shot like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, like that's all staged and acted out. But dear God, I mean, holy, holy shit, guys! This movie was something, something else. One of the finishing jokes that I liked was, uh, much like the Kevin Spacey joke, 
when it turns out Borat is the reason for coronavirus, it shows a clip of him visiting Tom Hanks. Well, it shows him going to like different countries, and one of them is visiting Tom Hanks in Australia. And he says, Oh, Forrest Gump, can I get autograph? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> cops on him. And cops on Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks had coronavirus. And they got him to film the scene, making fun of him getting the well, coronavirus. Because he probably knows Sasha Baron Cohen. And he's probably, like, Sasha's like, hey, man, you want to record this joke about fucking coronavirus? He's probably like, all right. But they show other scenes of like Borat, like at a market coughing on fucking chicken. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> totally impressive. What movie. you got there, George? I was trying to see what the budget was for this movie. But no, they definitely, they did start filming in the start of, uh, at the end of 2019 leading into 2020 which i that this will be my last major point from this i can only imagine that in that boardroom as the coronavirus is happening as you know sasha barry cohen's dream film i would assume right leading up to this year because he regardless he was going he, his plan was to release this in october on this day siri what are you doing Just nosy bitch but um uh like they had to have been in that boardroom erasing their plans for the movie like constantly and just re coming up with all these new ideas and reframing where they want to go with it because i i mean the world flipped on its head and this movie said all right no we'll just adapt to it and just keep moving like we have a we have a date in in mind and we're going with it uh, so when they, when he's getting ready to go to america they inject him with something and he goes, gypsy tears will keep you safe. But then at the end they show that no, it was really just COVID-19 they were injecting him with. So I think, I think they went like, well, we have that. We were going to say it was gypsy tears, but now we can say it was COVID. But uh, I got some, I got some uh, relating articles here. I just, I'm not going to read the whole articles. I'm just going to read most of the headlines. I've been reading through most of these. They're all pretty legit. So uh, uh, Kazakhstan embraces Sasha Baron Cohen's Borat as very nice. So on their like, tourist image it says it says Kazakh tourism Kazakhstan very nice Jinkui <laughs> Jinkui uh, apparently so um, I brought this up earlier I'm not bringing it up now necessarily because of what I'm about to read but there was a, uh, a scene where he goes into the synagogue and that's what he's, he's doing he's talking to this Jewish lady who was from the Holocaust because uh, basically he'd been lying to his daughter and saying like oh women can't do this can't do that and he puts her with a babysitter and the babysitter's like women can do all this and she ends up going to like a like a republicans republican women's like meeting in like a hotel and they were like women can do a lot of things and she's like i don't need that book because she has a book that she's supposed to read it teaches her like how bad like touching yourself is and all this stuff and she goes the facebook is more true it told me holocaust not real and he was like holocaust not real. and it's like he's mind blown so he goes to this synagogue and the woman's like I was in the Holocaust. He goes, no, I said it was not true. She goes, I was there. He goes, Holocaust happened? And he's like excited. He fucking gets hyped about the Holocaust in front of a Holocaust survivor. An all-time pimp move. So apparently she was going to, uh, she was filing a lawsuit against Amazon uh, about like, I guess like forging her signature. But according to uh, Variety five hours ago, Borat lawsuit over Holocaust survivors interview is dismissed. So they got out of that shit. That Amazon so, money. Wait, it was the lady in the synagogue that he talked to? Yeah. Damn. See, I, I thought like these people had to sign like a media release for this footage in the first place. Yes, uh, but this happened with the first Borat movie. 
because also the babysitter says she feels betrayed from the New York Post. Well, like they didn't understand how the footage was going to be yeah, used. Yeah, so uh, like in Borat one with the guy who uh, sold him the pussy mag. Uh, he was like, I didn't know I was going to be portrayed this way. I thought it was like a very educational. I thought they told me they were going to edit clips out and they didn't. So it's probably the same thing. They're probably like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, but I mean, like, shit, man. Like, if if you'd say anything testy and they're just like, okay, yeah, and this is going to be part of a movie, then you'd probably have to make the executive decisions. Uh, I don't want to be shown. You know, they had the option. That lady who was a babysitter, I thought did phenomenal. In she her was role. funny as fuck. She was great. She was like one of the only reasonable, like she was one of the reason, like you, like like they run into all these like crazy racist people. She was one of the reasonable people, mm-hmm. and she was like lecturing tutor, you know, like oh, you know, you don't have to sell yourself to a man, you know, you're beautiful, you can do what you want, type stuff. Um, and it was quite nice. NBC News is saying that it's a superhero movie for mocking the right. <laughs> of course. Oh, oh my course. god. Uh, no, this I think movie that, is great. That yeah, no. So we got to rate this thing. Yeah, no. I was just about to say we got to get we we're we're nearing the end here, right? Yeah, we're uh-huh. we're about an hour in now. Wow. Okay. Which and it feels like time flies because we depend. No matter what we rate this, I, let me let me just ask: Were you guys entertained? I was thoroughly on the edge of my seat this whole movie. Yeah, it lived up to the first bar for sure. I enjoyed watching it with you too like i said at the beginning right i had watched like the first 10 minutes on my own and i i obviously wasn't going to watch it all the way through because i wasn't with you guys but i at the same time like you guys gave me a little excitement yeah, I, I feel like when I we watched it, it together we we talk it out too yes like with murder mystery we were talking that movie out like to a t yes yes um but no i was entertained i was i was entertained especially when you had given me like that little tidbit about Rudy Giuliani I, before the film, I hadn't even known yeah. um, where, you, where that was going. So like this whole movie, you know, you had me as soon as you said that I was thinking about that all the way through. So I attribute some of my excitement to you, Austin. Okay. <laughs> I, and I feel like it's funnier when we laugh together because like Christian's sitting there fucking dying over like him getting like, he's, he's in the synagogue right now. But like when he's like hyped over the synagogue, Christian's sitting there like, Oh my God. Yeah, he he comes in in like the comical the you know hat and the fake Jewish sideburns and he has devil wings and the marionette saying oh Jews control the media, you know, and a bag of money in his hand, the cartoonish, and he says uh, uh shalom, yeah, nice weather we are controlling today, like ah uh, like, like like as much as I like it was like ah uh, you know them mocking you know the right was like straw manish that part was fucking hilarious because like. It's like, yeah, that's the conspiracy. Jews control the media and the weather. <laughs> I think it's funny because of like how far he goes. Like he could have just yes. walked in in a suit and been like, oh, don't touch me. But he comes in like, I have to disguise myself as a Jew. And it's like, oh, shit. He really went and fucking did that. So here's just a little side note that I think has to be highlighted. Him, Sasha Baron Cohen and Dave Chappelle are at the front of this. I don't give a fuck. If you are offended by this, we cannot allow our comedy to be tainted just because people are mm, soft. I mean, or, people I mean, want you know, to sweep easily, things under the rug. Easily offended. I right? mean, like Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan are at the front of that too. Oh, but dude, I think 
have you seen Chappelle's last special? Oh yeah, dude. Chappelle is definitely that guy. That's look at the Chappelle show like 10 years ago. He was still yes. doing the same thing, but like it, Joey Diaz literally like was under fire for something. And he, he was like, hell yes, let's go. Give me new material. And Joe Rogan, like uh, just Joe Rogan's getting like his, so he got signed to Spotify and this is pretty scary for podcasts like us because we're on Spotify. We're not an exclusive artist, but like Spotify uh, employees are like, we don't like Joe Rogan, so we're going to quit because we want to limit his speech, which is a crazy thing. So, I mean, I do agree, though. Sasha Baron Cohen is at the front. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen is more of like, a, I'm doing this out of like, oh, we got to point at this. But he's also very like, oh, I want to limit what these people can say just based on what I've seen of his like TED Talks and stuff like that. Anyways, I do agree with you, though, like the whole like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I think we need more of that in today's world because people are just so yes. fragile now. Um, I think bringing up Chappelle and his recent uh, controversy is it's very related because. OK, comedians have always been called like the canary in the coal mine because they can bring up the shit as jokes, as comedians that we shove under the fucking rug, all the political problems, all the societal problems. Everybody shows under the rugs. The comedians are tearing that fucking carpet up. You know, let's go fucking Brazilian. Okay. And once they're dead, you know, you're fucked. Dave Chappelle did it and the left was pissed. Okay. But people were saying, okay, he made some, he said some fair shit from a fair perspective though. And they were pissed. They tried to review mama, da, 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 fucking pissed. And what are we, what, what's, what are we seeing with this? Okay. The right doesn't like that. They're getting their serving. Here we go, dude. And, and the new mindset is, oh, nothing, everything's sacred. We're going to shove it all under the fucking rug and you can't make fun of it, which like, even if I had that slight problem with the way he like presented some of this overall, this movie's badass because he doesn't give a fuck. No, he yes. doesn't. And I think that's something to that's a that's a takeaway for me is like you should. I don't know. I don't want to say live life and don't give a fuck because you should be considerate. But like, yeah, we're a vest, you know, yeah. like Kevlar. <laughs> but like. I think what what people need to do more is just like relax, laugh, enjoy it, enjoy enjoy ah, the things that are ah. funny. Also, because go ahead, go ahead. Mine, I don't have an also <laughs> a a world in which we um begin to censor comedy is just bleak to me. You look at what makes people happy and what brings people together, and that's laughing. Um even at the the most serious of things, right? Everyone always joked that right after 9-11 happened, like, oh, well, how soon after this can we laugh about it? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. literally what people were saying. Um, because you have to make light of horrible situations. You have to highlight things that aren't maybe the, the best socially or, or image-wise. And you have to, you know, get people to, to gather around that in a way that isn't hate. Yeah. I like to, to go back to Joey Diaz, you know, talking about making, making funny or, you know, making light of a, of a dark time. Like he, he, he talks about this. Like if somebody close to him has a relative or somebody who dies, you know, he'll, he'll give him a day. And then the next day he calls and goes, Hey man, you got a brother or cousin or something we got to take out so we can get that share. He's like, Hey man, yep. I'm trying to get paid dog. Right. And, and he, and like, people are like, thank you. Like, this is the first time I've laughed in like 24 hours, like with a dark situation. And Joey goes, hey, man, I'm just, you know, I and like, I feel it's true. I've seen this uh, all over the Internet, but like laughter is the best medicine. 
you know, I do feel like better if I'm having a bad week or a bad day if I come here and watch like a movie with you guys and shit like that. So I feel Aww. like people, you know, I take that. No, <laughs> I, I feel like people need to, there are serious issues in the world. I don't want to like downplay that. There are serious issues. Go vote. God damn it. But um, I think people need to start just laughing more because like I've started doing that. Like I started like turning my phone off at a certain time. I've stopped doing certain things and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the moment with like my son. I'm going to let him beat my ass for a little bit because, you know, he's a two year old and he's just like, it's wake up time, dog. You thought you were going to sleep in? No. And then he fucking, he, he like, he rock bottoms he, me. He grows fucking like SpongeBob arms. <laughs> yeah. Are you ever going to call the cops on him? I like by what you tell me, your, your kid's beating the shit out of you at home. I think, uh, He's teaching you some new tricks. We should get I'm scared. The law involved. He comes home and he's like, I'm the man. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> he wakes up from that time. He goes, I want food. And we're like, yes, mac sir. and cheese with hot dogs in it, daddy. Well, no, he's, right he's, he's, he's weird, dude. If, if you're like, yo, dog, you want some quesadillas? He's like, hell yeah, I want some quesadillas. Yeah, yeah bring my quesadillas right here. And then what's weird about that? What's well, no, like, he doesn't like, like some pasta he doesn't like. Mm. He's like, He's, 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 I, I, you know, I'm going to say he's not picky, but he's also picky. Well, he's a young boy. All young boys are picky. Like, I feel every kid does that. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not worried or anything, but it's just like, I thought he would love mac and cheese and he was like, <laughs> put mac and cheese in a tortilla. God damn it. You're onto something. I'm going to, here try. we go. Anyways, guys, we uh, got to rate this film, but before I, we get to that, Christian, please. Uh, that's what I was going to bring up. We oh, got to okay. start rating this motherfucker. I'm going to let y'all go first. Cause I'm curious to see how you guys vote it. I'll say, I'm going to say a four. Okay. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, only fucking minuscule of anything wrong with this film. The rest of it's fucking just totally like all the skits are hilarious. The narrative it was like really good. Great twist. Funny ass jokes. So we're doing this four out of four or four out of five? Four out of four? Four out of five. five. Four out of five? Yeah, it was right. said you know, five. I'm a little I'm a little dumb, all right? Pineapple. Uh, CCSD. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right out of five in CCSD. George is gonna throw me out the window. A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Have you ever gotten a G in class? G means you did a great job. Oh, G oh, for green. Dang, mm-hmm. I only did fantastic Kermit. in school. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, fantastic kids are the best. <laughs> All right, George, what do you rate this thing? <laughs> um, I, I don't want to piggyback off of uh, and give you the same that, that Chris gave it, but I'll give it a 4.25 pineapples. Um. I think it's a it's a great film. It takes time to build up. You need to um have known what's going on in the world. I think though, and I w- I meant to bring this up earlier. This is a film where there's so many subtle jokes and it's just like that first Borat film where it's maybe not the first time you watch it, but maybe the third and the fourth time where you're really like there this is seriously well crafted. And I think that um I'm giving it a 4.25 now with like an asterisk next to it because it could for sure go up after I watch it a couple more times, find those little hidden jokes throughout it. Maybe we'll have to do like a year in review. True. Go back and be like, all right, hey, it's a year from this episode. We're going to rewatch this movie and see what we think. I think we're locking it up. I think so. That's that's that'll that's good. So awesome. What about you? Uh, so I'm going to go with a 4.5 pineapple. Okay. I think it's a great goddamn movie. Uh, Borat 1 just has a charm to it because like nothing really like it had been done before. Granted, the scenes that are genuine are, oh my God, like a lot, a lot, a lot more of it feels scripted in because they have to, because people know who Borat is now. 
but like even still the the, the scripted stuff is still funny as hell and then Agreed. the unscripted stuff is just stupid funny like absolutely hilarious like i'm sitting there like wheezing but maybe not quite the five um maybe it's because i'm uncomfortable <laughs> well that i but no it that like you said that original lore of borat one um and i think what kind of fucks a movie like Borat is that there's so many YouTubers now. Oh, they do the same thing. That, uh, yeah. The world of pranking people and get, catching reactions has grown exponentially. But I will admit nobody does it as good as Borat. Well, no, because especially like the production value, Amazon. Oh, yeah. Helping out with this, you know, the camera quality and um, editing was flawless. Yes. Uh, but still, I give it a 4.5. I think definitely. When we start watching this thing, maybe two, three more times, like it'll probably be the five. But great movie. Um, I definitely say watch it. Uh, I will say this movie is not shy of penises. Oh yeah, there's cocks. There's hella cocks, and they they bring back the. So in the first movie, they have it not to drag them long. In the first movie, they have a scene where he's talking about like going to a dinner party, and he goes, "Can I show photos?" And she goes, "Yeah, sure." And he shows a photo of him next to like just a huge dick, like his face right next to it. He's giving a haircut to this guy to make money. For this thing that they need which you should go watch it so you can find out what that thing is uh and he's like cutting his hair and he goes oh yes i normally do uh a, uh like animal and then he goes but i do this guy i got the first person to shave his pubic hair great honor and it's a dude's dick it was like a top porn star I, in cause i think in like the first five minutes there's there's like a, a fake dick on a chair yeah no i would say it was probably six dicks easily and that's just off the top of my head yeah there's probably more that we haven't found it's like it's like going to disneyland and finding hidden mickey's the, the dicks oh, in the Borat movie there. <laughs> definitely go watch it i think it's great especially if you have amazon prime it's free with amazon prime right yep go watch it please for the love of god yes uh so we are the lukewarm cinema podcast you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram under lukewarm cinema podcast if you feel that we're insensitive let us know at lukewarm cinema podcast at gmail.com yep we yep. also have shirts that george wears and looks beautiful in uh <laughs> you guys can buy them uh, the link will be in the show notes and until next episode guys Chinqui. Chinqui. Chinqui.